The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who've built them. I'm your host and founder of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. We didn't talk about this last time, but maybe give us your background. You're a co-founder. I'd love to just hear how you got into the business and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, really quickly. So my co-founder and I were building a completely different business. It was a website for something else and we needed a redesign. And so we were working on a redesign and we needed to get actual human feedback on it. Being engineers, we decided to build a product for ourselves. We didn't know if anything existed. And we built PicFu years ago as a side project. We threw it up on the internet as things happen and let it sit there for a while. It started getting a lot of traction. Self-publishing authors were using it for testing book titles and book covers. I don't know if you remember Tim Ferriss for our work week, he was famous for saying he used Google ads to test the, the titles. And so this kind of metrics driven approach to titles was taking hold. And so PicFu was like an easier way to do that. Then gaming companies found us. And then lastly, e-commerce brands. So brands like what we're going to talk about today, Thrasio, they use it to iterate not only their marketing creatives, but earlier in their product process, because there's so much time and monetary investment that's going to go into any kind of product sales that anything you can do to de-risk that is a huge return on investment. So that's where we are today. And so it's evolved into this enterprise grade market research tool that is for anyone. And we're just trying to make it so that anyone can gather consumer research, whether you're a self-publishing author writing your first book or a huge CPG brand. And how many people are like, how many users do you have that give feedback on campaigns or their specific demos? You talked about mobile yep. and pretty niche spaces, mobile and book authors. Like, yeah. Can we get an idea of the scale at which there's people that give feedback or? Yeah. So we tap into the same enterprise market research panels that, uh, say, a Procter & Gamble would use. But what we do is we build our own layer of audience targeting and data quality on top of that. And so in the US, we're able to tap into over 10 million people. Then we are in a few other international companies, countries as well as Canada, UK, Australia, and Germany, adding a few more this year. So it's a pretty wide pool. And like we were talking about in the last podcast, we try to add our own layer of demographic targeting on top of it. So not only age and gender, but also behavioral type things. So whether they're cat owners or dog owners or teachers, drinkers, coffee drinkers, that kind of stuff, because that's really how people want to be targeted nowadays. That's cool. Okay. Love it. 
All right, let's get into our title in this episode now. I don't know what thoracia is. I was trying to sure. do some pre-research and I did a terrible job. So let's just dive into it. Thoracia is consumer research-led product design. Yeah, there, there's all these people who sell on Amazon and different marketplaces nowadays. And one of the bigger trends that's been happening in the past couple of years is that larger private equity-backed firms have been coming in and aggregating those smaller brands and then mm -hmm. trying to accelerate them. But Thoracia was one of the pioneers in the Am Amazon space, actually buying up a lot of brands and turning them into household names. And one of their marquee brands was Angry Orange, which is a pet odor neutralizer that was like a mom and pop Amazon product. And it wasn't great looking, but it performed really well. And so Thrashio came in and they bought it, looking to revitalize it, rebrand it and accelerate the sales. That's what these aggregators do. What ended up happening here is that the old bottle was very unattractive, very looked like it was home designed. The way that their VP put it, it's he said it looked like it belonged in a vape store and it wasn't really compelling or something that they wanted to build their brand on. And so they were looking to redesign it and that's what they used PicFu for. Wow. So you were even doing product design as well with your platform, not just executional digital ad creative is all of it. That's right. Yeah. So a lot of people come to us because they're trying to get some of these marketing creatives optimized. But what ends up happening is the written feedback that our respondents provide actually end up surfacing, oh, the product design, the product packaging, even the branding is already is not great. And that's usually leads to an insight to our customers that like, I should be testing much earlier in the product development process. Mm. And so what's nice is that since we're not testing on live ads, we're testing in this kind of private sandbox that is the PicFu platform, you can test things that may not even exist. You could test products that are just hypothetical 3D renders just to see how you're going to compete against your competitors. And when Thrashio was doing the rebrand, they designed a whole bunch of different bottle designs and they ran them as random on PicFu to see which one was going to perform better. That's a great point. And I think one insight in marketing that is so prevalent now, and especially for big time CMOs, is how much they are involved in product development and how much marketing mm -hmm. now is in product development and how linked product development and campaign development are. And what a great tool with you guys. It always scares me how much marketing is really product development and how much at, I think at times it's got to be a battle at big companies because I've seen it at smaller companies at marketing product development not being tied together. That's why Arizona Lottery is one of our clients. And as an example, kudos to their, I forget what Chris's title is now, but he's the main guy over there, Chris Rogers. He's basically the CMO of the Arizona Lottery, but he's also head of product development. And I, I think it was really brilliant to, to link those together because I do think the marketing products need to be tied together more than ever. But how do you get those insights early in the development? Because the development is so far ahead of yeah. the campaign. So it sounds at times are you maybe backtracking because they're probably testing creative and then now they're getting products in the mix as well. How does that work? It sound, does I'd be surprised if they came right away on the product side. Yeah. So typically customers find us because they're trying to optimize some kind of marketing campaign that's not doing well. So those are easy to fix. Like I was saying, they get this feedback that the product wasn't great to start. Yeah, it's hard to just say, oh, we're going to drop everything. We're going to spend six months retooling the product. But what they will do is on their next product, a lot of these are selling a lot of different SKUs. They'll use PigFu on their next product. Or if they do decide to do a rebrand, and maybe it is worth it to do a rebrand because you're performing that poorly. And that's almost the case here with Rasio is there. They were trying to decide on whether they should do this huge rebrand. It was going to cost them $50,000 to work with the factory to 
retool how they were doing like the bottling and the labeling and everything, plus reshooting all the photography and the videography and like all the marketing assets, like it's a big investment. And so Huge. it wasn't until they, they validated it with PickFu that they felt comfortable to pull the trigger. As soon as they launched the new bottle, their sales went from a hundred a day to 160 a day. And so that was an immediate improvement. And with this new branding, they've been able to launch a lot more secondary products related to it. It's their largest product in the portfolio now. It's their marquee product that they showcase and it's from the testing that they did with Poo. Okay. So pretend you're a marketing director or CMO or VP of marketing, one of our 5,000 subscribers to the show and knowing what and seeing what you've seen, how should we be thinking about our jobs and what we're doing and how would you maybe think about launching a product? I know it depends on the space, but could you maybe put yourself in that seat and think about knowing what, like, what advice would you give to those people? Yeah, I think your point was interesting. And we're actually seeing this more and more with our customers that the creative director or whoever's in charge of marketing is also involved in the product, right? Because the product is what needs to sell it. And we even hear this from our PPC agencies where they can only do so much. If the product just doesn't look good, or the, maybe some of the the creatives that they're given don't look great, that there's not much you can do from a PPC side of things, especially on the Amazon space where it's a little bit more constrained. And so I think the the creative vision for marketing needs to be involved from the, in the product side as well, right? Because what is it that we're selling? Like, how do we want to sell it? What is it that we're selling and how do we want to sell it needs to be conceptualized from the very beginning. And we see a lot of people testing how they're going to sell a product even before they even build a product using PicFu. And so even before deciding to go into a, a new product line, actually, we will see people create 3D renders and create the marketing imagery that they plan to use even before contracting with their manufacturer to even build it. Because if it's not even going to perform well in the marketplace, why are you even going after it? And so they'll actually test their marketing creatives against their competitors and just see, hey, would you buy this teapot? We've designed it in a certain way and we're planning it to market it in this way. And is it going to resonate with tea drinkers? And this is a huge de-risk. Right. We're mm -hmm. talking about a year of time, thousands and thousands of dollars where you're not even pursuing something that is not going to resonate product wise and marketing wise. Wow. I think that's a whole new way of protecting risk and looking at product launches, which is yeah. a big part of our job is product launches and campaign launches. And especially now with AI too, I just got back from a huge yes. agency presentation, how we're implementing AI in our 200 person agency. And it's really interesting how at scale, we can have designs for not really launch, but buy-in and pre-launch and validation yeah. of the campaign we're going to build. Man, talk about potentially leveraging AI and putting it out to your group yeah. and your platform to validate where we're going and what products we're launching, and then to actually then go build the multi-million dollar campaign and launch. So it exactly. sounds like what you're saying for marketers is pre-build the launch and get validation for the launch, which certainly present, prevents you from getting fired. So that's good. And validate which direction you're going to make sure it's a product that has a competitive edge. It's a product that consumers actually want and that they can see. And then then once the campaign's even fully built, then you can test again. And we're not talking about the old days of testing that hey, it's going to cost you a couple hundred grand to test something. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about a couple thousand dollars here and there. That's amazing. I love what you're doing. That's really cool. Yeah. I think the more the product and marketing get involved from the very early stage, it's changer for any kind of brand. That's cool. Where can people find you, get in touch with you? Is there, let's say somebody has something and I'm not real salesy on the show as people know, but I think this is really something up our alleys that we need and want. Yeah. How can you get in touch with you and what's like a good, what's like a good campaign or lead for you, maybe help qualify it a little bit so people know what to bring you and what not to bring you. 
you. Yeah, I mean, our product is all self-service. So you can just go to PICKFU.com and sign up for free. It's pay-as-you-go. There's no crazy subscriptions that are blocking you from accessing the site. And uh, you can get started for as low as $15 to get 15 responses from someone. And it's super fast. So like within 30 minutes, it'll be done. And so you can reach your target audience with your creatives that you're working on. It could be marketing copy, branding logos, kind of anything. And like I said, of course, product designs. And so if you're working on a campaign and you have a couple iteration variations that you want to get feedback on, pop them into PickFood, grab a coffee. It'll be done in a matter of minutes. Or you could also just get open-ended feedback. You can put up a creative and just ask, does this resonate with you as a tea drinker? Does this convey safety or whatever it is that you're trying to get across, like in that marketing creative? And you're just going to get a bunch of people who are going to give you open-ended feedback and just pour out their hearts and be really blunt with you, right? It's just like going into a coffee shop. I don't know if any of your sub listeners do this, but like going into a coffee shop and just asking like, hey, what do you think of this ad creative? We were talking to a customer who literally does that at a Lowe's. He goes in, he sells hardware. And before he knew about us, he would go in and just say, hey, we're working on these new ad creatives and just ask the people in the aisle. And that's your focus group. And that's what we're trying to provide digitally. I love it. And I'm, I've always been a big fan. I tell marketers all the time. And I tell myself, it's talk to your customers, talk to your customers, talk to your customers, talk to your customers, get qualitative and quantitative. And if you have big budget, do a big budget. If you have little budget, do a yep. little budget. It, it could be grabbing a back in the day, a little home video camera or cell phone yeah. and recording people talking about what they like about your brand, what they don't, what they want, what they see with products. Like you, you need to be talking to people constantly. I think if you're in a B2B company, your salespeople or who are at the front lines who hear from customers all the time are people marketing need to be talking to and getting input from, or they can just go to pickfoo.com and yeah. talk to other people, find ways to get feedback from people. Yeah. Getting feedback loops are super critical in the success of marketing. It's not genie in the bottle bullshit anymore where you take a brief back to creatives and they come up with something that just knocks people's socks off. That exactly. it doesn't happen like in the Mad Men era anymore. It really is a little more nitty gritty. And so I love what you're doing. This was awesome. All right, we got to wrap up. And man, big thanks to Justin Chin, co-founder of PickU for joining us. You can find him on Twitter, 2BitJustin, or you can find him at their website, pickfood.com. It's all self-service. So that's great. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. That was awesome. Thank you.